welcome to this fourth podcast episode on Dr. Palmer's perspective on educational leadership and administration. Today we're going to talk about Instructional leadership and three important tips to use when evaluating classroom instruction, using research-based instructional practices and assessment practices to provide focused, constructive coaching and feedback. The first tip to consider involves conducting a pre-observation meeting. The pre-observation meeting should be teacher-led and teacher-driven. This means that administrators need to listen, validate, summarize, and give teachers a voice and permission to lead and facilitate discussions throughout this process. Conducting pre-observation meetings are vital in order to orient the teacher to participate in the instructional leaders coaching process and to gather teacher input regarding their availability to meet with you and when they are available to conduct a classroom observation. While conducting the pre-observation meeting, allow time to discuss the California standards for the teaching profession and the teacher's choice of standards to focus on for the evaluation process. Instructional leaders should also allow teachers to select and choose items of evidence to support their efforts throughout the evaluation process. Doing so is first and foremost respectful, it is also empowering, and it provides teachers with a strong sense of autonomy. The second step entails utilizing an equitable approach to classroom observation. Within this step, leaders should examine the classroom context in terms of the type of lessons being taught, the learning and instructional goals, the student's prior knowledge, and what was taught in the prior lesson. Leaders may also want to inquire if educational 21st century technology and resources are available for student instruction and learning. Leaders may also want to examine the classroom setting and the organizational format in terms of how students are learning. It is noteworthy to explore if students are learning in a whole class setting, small groups, individual instruction, or hybrid instruction. Furthermore, it is important to make note of the student demographics in the room, as well as a description of students served and their assets, learning needs, academic, grade level, language, and other additional descriptive information of the sort. The third tip involves the use of positive coaching conversations. There are four main approaches to consider when conducting positive coaching conversations. First, be sure to establish relationship and build rapport. According to Gates, author of the article titled, Five Coaching Strategies That Help You Connect with Resistant Teachers, Coach Tips, leaders who seek to establish a relationship and build rapport with educators are able to create an atmosphere of open communication. This coaching strategy can be used in the pre-observation conference upon the introduction 
and while learning about the specific details of the teacher's lesson plan to be presented to their students. The outcome of establishing a relationship and building rapport with educators creates positive and productive conversations where efforts are acknowledged and trust is established. Second, acknowledge efforts and build trust. Throughout the pre-conference and post-conference interview, it is imperative for leaders to demonstrate to educators that their level of knowledge and expertise is worthy to be trusted. This can be achieved by validating the educator's level of knowledge and expertise through positive, verbal, and nonverbal expressions, being thoroughly engaged and present in the conversation, and allowing educators to speak freely and confidently about their goals, profession, and areas of expertise. Third, use non-evaluative and non-judgmental language. During this process, it is important for leaders to be sure to validate and summarize the educator's responses. In addition, leaders should ask open-ended questions related to the context of the upcoming lesson plan without using non-evaluative and non-judgmental language. According to the National Center for Systemic Improvement, Utilizing this approach can prevent educators from becoming resistant to answering questions throughout the evaluation process. In addition, it provides an opportunity for educators to freely demonstrate the materials that they plan to use for future lesson plans without being prompted to do so. tip calls for generating authentic conversations. When generating authentic conversations during the pre-observational process, the educator and administrator are able to have an open and honest dialogue around student learning. According to Fink and Mark Holt, authors of the book, Leading for Instructional Improvement, How Successful Leaders Develop Teaching and Learning Expertise, emphasizes that having authentic conversations creates an opportunity for both the instructional leader and the educator to examine, question, evaluate, and create future plans for improving student learning. As we conclude this podcast episode on instructional leadership, and how to evaluate classroom instruction using research-based instructional and assessment practices to provide focused, constructive coaching and feedback. We need to conduct pre-observation meetings that are teacher-driven and teacher-focused. We also need to conduct equitable classroom observations that entail examining the classroom context, student demographics, and learning outcomes through selective sources of evidence and we need to foster a culture of positive coaching conversations. I'm Dr. Latasha Palmer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode on instructional leadership.